0: I'm in tune I'm in being... tune I'm in tune I'm in town, I'm in town, I'm in I'm in town, I'm in
1: Hot Topics with Sharice Miss P. Yay. <laughs> this is so exciting. So my question to you, Sharice, is do you have your wine? Because I actually have my wine right in front of me. This is what's going to happen every Wednesday for now on wine. I'm going to get drunk.
2: Yeah. Yes. Every yes, show. yes, 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 yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> wine makes your life so much better.
1: Oh, true. Which one do you prefer, white or red? Pink. White. Which one? White, yes. I'm a See, definitely white person. That's right. This is why we are so connected by the hip, because of this right here, the white wine. I cannot do red for nothing in the world. It makes me sick. And no, It's so bitter. <laughs> mm. It's supposed to be better for you, and I know you know that as a chef, but it's just like, OMG, it just makes me so ill. So, yeah, stay away from the red. Stay away Mm -hmm. from the red. So for Mm -hmm. for all you guys who are tuned in and for all those who are in the chat room, Anything that you guys want to say, you can just, like, write it out, and I'll read it out loud, and, you know, me and Sharice will respond to it. For those who are on the line, you can definitely press 1 and join the conversation. So we're going to be talking about tonight on our first episode of Wine and Hot Topics with Sharice and Miss P, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, how to communicate effectively in relationships and just in general, because, shockingly enough, And I know a lot of you woke people out there noticed that there's a lot of people that just do not know how to be expressive, and if they are expressive, it's not in an effective manner. Our second topic that we will be discussing tonight was given to us by our Facebook family member, Victor Freeman, and that topic was, are the sacrifices you make on the job to get ahead consistent with the kind of sacrifices you would make in your personal life? If not, what would you compromise for the other and vice versa? What do you think about these topics tonight?
2: Well, you know what? As a person that had to go to a counselor to learn how to communicate in my relationship without hitting below the belt, um, Mm -hmm. it's a very good thing. You know, um, you have to keep those open lines of communication in your relationship because nobody is a mind reader. Um, Amen. In terms of of the other topic, oh, yeah, I definitely want to get into that.
1: (laughs) So, it's your show, it's your segment, so I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it off.
2: Oh, geez, wow, just put me on the spot, okay?
3: <laughs>
2: you know I, wasn't I know, that. bad
1: pee, bad, bad pee. So I see you. Oh, damn it, I messed up, no chicken. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Okay, well, basically, you know, like I said, I was that person that really didn't care to communicate in a relationship. Um, You know, my favorite word, as I posted in the group, is whatever. So if you came to me and, you know, you had a problem, you got a, yeah, okay, whatever. Out of me, you know, I just didn't care. But, you know, as you get older and you want to start settling down, You have to make a choice, you know, either you're going to stay the same and stay in your same situation that you're in, in and out of relationships, or you're going to learn to open your heart and your mind and, you know, learn to talk to somebody. Like I said, no one is a mind reader, so, um, you know, you have to learn how to listen to what the other person is saying to you and hear them understand them, and then if it calls for a response, then you respond to it. Um, Another problem that I definitely had in a relationship was I listened to just respond because I didn't really care, you know, what you had to say to me. So you have to learn to come out of that. Um, Also, definitely stop hitting below the belt. You know, when you're in a relationship – Hitting below the belt is definitely the quickest way to become single. Um, mm-hmm. My go-to thing was, oh, really? Well, guess what? The sex is horrible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if you want to go on out the building, then go. Going out of here, I'll find somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, w- I would always pick at the thing that you told me bothered you the most. And just blow it up to out of proportion, just because I was scared of being in a relationship and showing somebody how vulnerable I was.
1: Absolutely. What do you think about that. Well, what I think about that, you hit the nail right on the head, Charisse, um, In terms of like, you know, being afraid. So a lot of people do not like to admit what's really going on within them and why they feel certain ways about certain things. You know, I actually... Not my last relationship, but the one before that. I tried, and it was my first time attempting, because um, for those who know me know that I was like a really, really bougie type of B-I-T-C-H. And everything was always about me. And I had to learn the hard way that even when my mom was like, you know, you're you're attractive and you're smart and things of that nature, and you're my daughter, so of course I'm going to say you're beautiful. And I'm like, <gasps> Oh my God! So you you just say it just to say it because I'm your daughter, and then she was like, "Everybody's not gonna, <laughs> everybody's not gonna want you. Everybody's not going to, you know, receive you in the way that you're trying to present yourself. So you need to check yourself." And I was like, "Oh please, you know, no one wants to listen to anyone when they're checking them." So I learned that I had to get better at the things that I was doing because it was just like I was a nightmare. So when I finally met this particular person and I became so engrossed with them, every we were always bumping heads that we were both Aries. We were two days apart, and it was just like everything was an issue. So I tried to do the counseling thing, and it didn't work. I tried to, you know, and I was doing the same thing you were saying, Sheree. It's like, I don't care. Get out of here. Hanging up and not being mature about it. Now, meanwhile, I'm seven, eight years older, so what the hell am I acting like a kid for? And then I Mm -hmm. sat there and I had to, you know, retrack. And I didn't realize until after the relationship was over how naive I was being on my end. And if I felt like the relationship wasn't going the right way, maybe I contribute to that because no one wants to be responsible for why the relationship ends on on a real level. So I definitely can relate and understand that. Sometimes it's us and and we're the big problem. You know, like I was just telling someone the other day, 10 people are not going to tell you the same thing if it's not true. So there, you there has to be some validity to what someone is saying. And if not, not just one person, a few people say it, then there's a problem. And sometimes it's hard for us to check ourselves, but we definitely have to check ourselves, whether it's our grammar, whether it's the way that we express our emotion or we overly emotional, because some people can be overly emotional. What do you think about overly mm. emotional people?
2: Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first met my wife, I thought she was extremely overly emotional. And it's funny because we're both cancers. But we're on the different spectrums of the cancer line. Like, I'm the uncaring, unfeeling, and she's very, very sensitive. Um, And she said to me one day, she said, you know, you are so freaking cold-hearted. And the sad part about it is that you are such a beautiful person on the inside. And she's not the only one that said it to me. And Mm -hmm. I had to step back, you know, and I had to look and I'd be like, okay, you know what, maybe it is me. Maybe I need to learn to be a little bit more sensitive. You know, maybe I need to start caring about other people. Um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and, you know, they they said to me, sometimes in loving, sometimes in loving yourself or being in a relationship, you tend to lose yourself. And that's a huge fear of mine because I've been through years of counseling trying to figure out who I was. And here I am in love with somebody And they're in love with me, but I don't know how to accept it because I'm Mm -hmm. scared of losing me, you know? So definitely, you know, when people tell you something about yourself, you need to stop and look, you know, point that mirror, sit in that mirror. And you know what? Actually, that's a good exercise, too, because I sat there in the mirror every day and I looked at myself. And really? every day, I yeah, every day I saw something different about myself just from looking at myself. And when you you begin to wake up, you start to really see your flaws. And I tell every I tell all my friends sit there and stare in the mirror at yourself five minutes every day, and you'll start noticing little things about you that you know, you didn't realize, and, you know, get back to what your mother said, your parents are always going to tell you that you're a beautiful person, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the parent lie, shoot, I uh-huh. know I do it to my son all the time, you know, but <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, though, my son is, is, is he's gorgeous, he's just a gorgeous person, he's a beautiful sure. person, I wish I was half the person that my son was, <laughs> but, Aww. you know, that, that's, that's
1: true, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, us as parents, we're always going to think our children, but not think, but just know our children are beautiful and exceptional and things of that nature. But, you know, like I said again, I just was so into myself. And I guess a lot of the things that you're saying in terms of maybe, you know, that I think about it, maybe I was fearful of getting my feelings hurt. Maybe I was fearful of, you know, losing myself as well because that's one thing that I've done before, and I don't ever, ever, ever want to do that again because it was so hard for me, honestly speaking, to pull myself back together again. And some days I sit back and I think about all of the energy and the lifelessness. I was, like, I felt like I had no life, you know, and it's still hard for me today. Even though I've gotten over the situation, I still feel like it took so much out of me that I'm still not who I was before that situation, you know. And Mm -hmm. that, for me, is, like, really, really deep and... That's what brought me to doing, you know, life coaching and stuff because I felt like helping other people recognize signs and helping other people, you know, know their worth. And especially for women, that, mm-hmm. that's what makes me feel whole, you know, in a sense, because I'm just like I was myself and I was a big chunk of myself. And although I'm grounded from that situation, I'm still not rooted so I beg women and I try to plead with women, please don't go down this path. And I know it's easier said than done to say things to people because they have to find their own way and they may agree with you, but a lot of people are going to still pursue whatever it is that they want to pursue and then find out the hard way.
2: hmm You know, my so mother used it, to always
1: mm-hmm. tell me, my mother used to always tell me,
2: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I never understood that until I had to look at myself as that horse. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. You know, it's really hard. But, you know, you can't – when it comes down to love, I tell everybody, and and I agree with this 100%, every heartache that I've ever had, I've learned something from it. And I learned that, okay – Maybe I need to be a little bit more open. Um, you know, maybe that person was just supposed to be here to teach me something. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe someone wasn't meant for me, and they were just, like, I say this all the time, too. God was preparing me for the person I was supposed to be with. But because I was so busy looking for that person, the devil kept stepping in my way. hmm and huh. that's, you know, that's how I look at some at certain situations, too. Right. Um, and you do. As a woman, we are taught from a young age that you're nobody unless you have somebody. You know, mm-hmm. so that it's like, you know, we as women, we put up with a lot of nonsense that we should not be putting up with. You know, um, mm-hmm. you sit here and you tell your girlfriends, oh, why are you with him? He's cheating on you, and I told you about this one, and I showed you the pictures and everything else like that, and you still win him. When are you going to learn? Well, guess what? Um, they're not going to learn because you're going through the same thing that they're going through. It's just disguised in a different package. Mhm. And it is so true. You know, and you you're not you're not going to pull yourself out of that situation until you're ready to pull yourself out of that situation and that's what that whole you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink comes from
1: mm-hmm. it's so real it's so real you know and it, and I hate to say it but the people that I have these conversations with are people who do not know how to communicate effectively and I do my best to try to help them and I think a lot of people that I've came across their blockers are because they think you know people that think backwards and write backwards I forget the technical name for it Dyslexic, dyslexic is it? And mm-hmm. then in, in addition to that, I think that for some reason, for all of us sometimes, and even for myself, because I find myself when I'm trying to write out a question, sometimes I realize when I go back or respond to something, I said it messed up backwards or I left out a word or I put, you know, the wrong word or whatever the case may be in like my taste of trying to put the um, question up. So, What I'm trying to say is that sometimes I feel like the disconnection, too, could be for some people the way people communicate when it comes down to their writing or when it comes down to um, expression. Because, like I tell people, you can't expect everybody to understand because everyone came from a different place. And -hmm. although we're all the same, people are around different people and different elements that affect how they analyze or assess situations or receive information. So you can't assume mm-hmm. that just because it feels like it's straight talk for you, that it's straight talk for someone else.
2: Definitely. That's definitely mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, communication in my family was not huge. You know, um, the only time we really spoke was at family holiday dinner. Mm-hmm. So, It was like, you know, for the rest of the year, you never really spoke. So I never knew how to communicate effectively. So everything that I did say came out the wrong way. You know, it either came out with too much attitude, too much sarcasm, or just didn't make any sense at all. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I learned to sit down and write an open letter. You know, just write it just you know what I'm thinking, and then go back, read it, and then correct it, and then follow you know follow what um what the letter says. you know, um my wife and I always had a breakdown in communication. she's very verbal, I'm not, so um one thing that my counselor told me to do was to write that letter you know and it it turns out that it actually with me speaking to her I would mm-hmm. sound like I was the most horrible person in the world but when I start writing her the letters then it was like we turned into a totally different couple you know mm-hmm. now she finally understood what I was saying so I definitely get what you're saying and, you know, there's, there's certain ways that you can get around that, you know, but you have to find the way that you can communicate the best until you learn how to speak verbally.
1: Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. It's true. And it's not always as easy for some people because I used to think that the best communication was – being able to express myself by buying people things. So, Mm -hmm. gifts. I felt like this was a way to maintain and show someone that I cared about them. But didn't realize, like, hey, money means nothing in terms of, like, when people want other things from you, like love and companionship and trust and honesty and stuff like that. So, for me, money was, like, my go-to, and it still kind of (laughs) is, to be honest,
2: (laughs) where I feel
1: like money is the thing that you know, and gift in gifting people. This and I'm and I'm like yelling at people like, God damn it, I just bought you a fucking four hundred dollar bag. You were not happy? That's not love. You know what I mean? And I'm like, uh no, it's not love. I'm like, oh, okay, you have sex with the bag then. Have sex with the bag no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hear you, though. You <laughs> know,
2: Because you know what? That's what I told my wife that one day.
1: <laughs> that she's just like you. We are a mess, for real. We are a mess. We totally need to stop it. We are a trip. We are a trip, for real, for real. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I need to pull it together. Maybe I need to learn how to communicate better as well. But um, in my relationships, honestly, at this stage, um, when I am in a relationship, I'm very forthcoming. Like, everything has to be, you know, just like your wife. I have to communicate because without that, I feel like the relationship is over. I don't like pulling Mm -hmm. teeth. I don't like having to guess what's going on. I don't want you to refer to your friends as, oh, I'm going to hang with my friends. Listen, I don't know your friends, and I'm sure their mamas gave them names. So who are they? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, those type of things I feel like should be just fluent. And even though, you know, I just said sometimes people are, you know, raised or been with people that didn't request these certain things or cared or whatever, with me, everything has to be a topic of discussion. Mm -hmm. I ended my last relationship because I felt like it wasn't going nowhere. She was a great listener, but she just really – Gave bits and pieces And it's like how are we getting to know each other And doing other things with each other But you're not open to just really be open You still are holding yourself back Like how long am I supposed to wait for that Now you're like seven years younger than me So how long am I supposed to wait Because any day now I'm going to die So that means that my (laughs) time is short (laughs) I don't have time to wait for you to open up And crack that shell baby Okay so I'm going to go ahead and step mm-hmm. over this way. And, uh, you know, it's been real.
3: hmm
2: Oh, well, you I know what? You said it. hmm And you said it. You know, we're all raised differently. Like, I was raised the same way that you are. My mother didn't hug me. She didn't kiss me. She didn't tell me I love you. Um, I would come home and find bags of stuff on my bed. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how she showed me that she loved me. She, you know, made sure I always had a roof over my head, always had food in the refrigerator. So that's the way that I learned how to be, you know. um, Mm -hmm. No, I'm not rich by any, you know, stretch of the imagination, and I've always worked hard. So, no, I never had that residual income to just go out there and buy you a bag, a $400 bag or (laughs) Or a car or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I would do it in other ways. Um, um, I would I would wash, wash your clothes, iron your clothes, clean your house, cook your dinner every night. You know, that was the way that I showed, you know, love. And I remember my wife saying one day to me, Oh, so am am I supposed to screw you for that? Because you do that? And I looked at her like, Excuse you? Like, are you serious? I'm showing you, you know, that I love you. We got into a big heated, heated um argument over that, and that's when she figured out that I didn't have that intimate connection growing up, so I don't know how to be intimate. And mm-hmm. then she, you know, she had to apologize to me for it because she didn't understand it. And um, you you know. Like you said, people just, you learn in different ways. Like, I have a friend that is just overly affect, uh, affectionate. Like, she gets on my nerves, you know. It's like every time <laughs> we, we, we're together, it's like you're sitting on my lap, you're, you know, you're hugging me, you got your head on my shoulder, you know, um, and she's Haitian. So I get the double kiss on the cheek, you know. But we've been friends for like 45 years. I'm sorry, 40 years, and it's like I'm, it, it still amazes me, like, how affectionate she is. And I wish I could be half as, as affectionate as she is because a lot, that's another point of communication. Your body language can also tell somebody what they're feeling for you.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: if you don't have that affection, or they can't see it with their eyes, like me, you can tell me anything that you want to tell me. I have to see it to believe it. I don't believe anybody's words, and that includes my mother's words. <laughs> I don't believe uh-huh. it. So, you know, it's it's you have to show, show, show and tell me. That's how exactly. I am. But. At the same time, if I'm not giving it, then how the devil am I asking you for it? You know, that's, right. that's communication. Your body
1: absolutely. is a form of communication too.
3: hmm
1: you absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. So what do you think are some things that people, in your opinion, should uh, be mindful of? You know, even though we went through some things, but what are some, like, you know, key things that you think, like, the, find the right time, you know, if something is bothering the person, to make sure that they address it immediately. Um, what are your bullet points on, you know, communication? Okay. My bullet points on communication is
2: listen. Listen first. Don't talk. Just let your partner talk. Because in that conversation, they are telling you what they need. So you get to learn who they are and what they need. Not every two people are the same. And you have to be mindful of that if you want a successful relationship. So that's my number one. Um, well, actually, my number one should actually be look and realize what your flaws are. Accept them, work on them, and change them. Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're never going to change who you are and you're never going to be open to receive that love from somebody. So that should technically really be um, the number one because you have to love yourself in order to love someone else. Um, Mm -hmm. another bullet point that I have is take the time out, spend time with your mate. You know, if you're just sitting there and you're watching TV, you're sitting on one couch, you know, your mate sitting on the other couch, get up, get up and go drape yourself across the lap, you know, just show them some type of affection. Um, if you know that your partner has had a hard day, like, You know, my wife has a very stressful job, and, you know, sometimes I know she needs her alone time, but, you know, sometimes I'll just give her that extra long kiss when she comes home and that hug just to let her know, listen, I'm here. You know, whenever you're ready, I'm here for you. Um, Uh You know, just you have to respect your partner's space, but also you have to let them know that you're there for them. Um, If a person does not feel comfortable talking to you, then they're not going to, which is going to shut down your communication. Um, So that's another thing to be very, very mindful of is um, your own personal actions in your relationship. Um, Another thing is no matter how big or small it may be, talk to your partner about it. Um, I just, like, I I don't know how to say it, but I made a decision to take a job and it caused a lot of problems because I didn't tell I didn't tell her where the job was located, how many hours I was going to be working, and you know, it's like I felt like she was trying to hold me back, but and talking mm-hmm. to her the other day I realized that she, she just feared for my safety, right? you know. So um, that's another thing. No matter how big or small it is, talk to your partner about it. Don't make big decisions without letting them know that you care enough that you want to hear their opinion on it. You may not follow mm-hmm. their opinion, but it feels good just to know that, listen, I care about what you think. Um, Another great thing that you should do in a relationship, like I said earlier, don't hit below the belt. Do not. If you know that a person, like if your partner has told you something because they totally trust you, don't take it and use it against them when you're in a heated argument. Stick to what the argument is about not trying to belittle them. So if you're arguing because they threw their socks on the floor, don't bring it up that, um, oh, so now that you can afford socks, you're just going to leave them around. You know, that's, that's not good. You know, and it makes them think that you think very little of their person, their character, and what they came from and what they achieved to be where they are today. Um, nobody wants to hear that their partner thinks less of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely those are like my key things that I try to stick to. Oh, I'm sorry, it's another one. Don't ever take advantage of your mate. Just because they're doing something for you and it becomes commonplace that they're doing it for you every day, don't just become complacent with it. You know, it, it feels good. <laughs> Excuse me. It feels good to say, you know, oh, I saw that, you know, you you changed the, the kitchen around a little bit. It looks really good. You know, or I like what you're using on the floors. They're sparkling even more. You know, just little things like that will make a person know that you really do care about them, which is also going to keep the lines of communication open too. Because if they feel like you're taking advantage of them, they're going to shut down, and then you'll never know what's going on in their life. And then it will impact your relationship in
1: the end. So those are my points. Absolutely. And those are very, very, very good points. I mean, very I mean, I just want to add like two more things, and then I'm I'm working to move on to the next topic. um, what I wanted to say is do not attack, be honest about whatever your mate wants to talk about if it even if you don't agree, just be honest about the way you feel, and lastly, I would say, don't wait past like forty eight hours I would say twenty four but I'll stretch it to forty eight for you to communicate with your partner To make sure that you guys are on the same page Because I think that those people That sit there and wait forever To try to address something It kind of loses it the moment When it really matters Because I'm the type of person If you don't talk to me right away I feel like you lost me So mm-hmm. that's all I want to say I feel like, you know, make sure that you guys Follow all Sharice points And definitely make sure that you guys are open, honest, don't attack and make sure you address the situation immediately. And that's all I have to say about that topic. So Sharice, how do you feel about hearing a song before we go into our next topic? Bring it on. All right, bring it on. This is why I love her. This one is called The Booty Core by Markwo. We're gonna go ahead and play this track again for those who are listening. If you guys want to contribute to the conversation, press one and we'll bring you right on. here we go, bully call, guys. Tell me what you think.
3: I the morning. Even through the music I can hear you breathing. Knees start to weaken Gotta sweating like we in the season.
1: What did you think of that song, Cherise? Mm, that was a really hot song. <laughs> I know. Listen, listen to words. Please. I
2: know. You I know. mental.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, we had him on the show, and he was recognized because he went to a party, and some he had a shirt off because he has a nice body and all of the, these girls were recording and, and saw him and they started screaming and going crazy. So that video went viral. So once Ooh. it went viral, he started putting out his music and that's how I came across him. Isn't it wow. funny how this world works, you know, but yeah. he really, that song right there, he really did his thing.
2: He sure did. He got right to a girl's mental. <laughs>
1: Okay For real shout out to Mark Again for that song You know that was really really dope So moving into the next topic So I'm going to repeat it guys So you guys are kind of aware Um, Are the sacrifices You make on the job to get ahead Consistent with the kind of sacrifices You would make in your personal life If not what would you compromise For the other and vice versa So what do you think about this question
2: Well, I will tell you, as a chef, um, I compromise a lot of my time. Our days are not two, three, eight-hour days. Our days can be up to 16 hours a day. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to be a chef, as I love cooking. And I waited until, you know, my son was older to finally go to school and, you know, become a full-time chef. But I gave up a lot of time with him, you know. And I, I feel, still to this day, I feel bad about it um, mm. because I missed so much of his life, you know. Um, so that's mm. like a compromise that, you know, in my field, I know that's what I had to make. Right.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way. I feel like I sacrificed a lot to maintain just even now, the type of work that I do, I feel like I'm sacrificing myself because Lord knows that I feel like had I, you know, not lost myself, I would have been out of working for other people and running their businesses and totally full time running my own. So the sacrifices, Mm -hmm. I mean, I sacrifice myself for other people. You know, as far as my son, I totally agree with you. There was a point where I hardly ever seen my son because I was going seven days a week and every other weekend off. And there's then there were times when I had to take, drop him off at school, run to Manhattan to go do clients here, then book clients after I go come back from running back to Queens to pick him up and run back to Manhattan to finish doing here. So he would spend a majority of his time in as a youth. Sweeping up floors in the salon Because mm-hmm. this was my daily routine So it's it's so much And I tell people all the time You never know someone's story You never know the sacrifices mm-hmm. that they made To be who they are or, or to get where they are in this life Not everyone is born With just a smooth sailing Way or a spoon in their mouth So I think that to some degree We all made some sacrifices In our life whether they were positive sacrifices Or negative sacrifices Or whichever road it took us down I just think that my personal Life and my work life are sacrificed Equally Uh
2: Definitely Definitely definitely. But
1: Mm -hmm. I'll tell you What
2: though in my personal Life it's actually the hours that I spent in somebody else's restaurant or doing whatever has actually motivated me more to do for me to get my business off the ground, you know, um like I you know, like I said, I can't ever get that that time back with my son, but I can always make sure that whenever he needs me now, I'm here. You know, um, he's grown, he's 23, but, you know, there's times that he calls me, he's like, "Mommy, just like, okay, what's Mm -hmm. up, you know, and because I'm not particularly working for anybody else, like, I'm really consulting now, I have time to answer that call, you know, and not send him the voicemail anymore, so it did, you know, it, it could be a blessing, and then in certain cases, it could be, you know, a curse, but... You
1: know, it's what you make out of it Absolutely it's, it's true, it's true My son is 25 And, you know, he tells me how awesome I am And how much he appreciates me for everything I've done So it makes it really worthwhile I mean, I know as a mom And I and I can relate to your feelings As far as feeling like I wish I could have been near more But when you have, like, a great, well-rounded child Whether, you know, you have a son or a daughter or both that makes you feel like, damn, maybe I wasn't so bad after all. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, because he realized that I wasn't out partying and he realized that I wasn't out, you know, just leaving him to do other things. I was out, like, working and in school. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what made it okay, and he understood that, even though I know for some people that I've spoken to him, Um, about their connections with their children, have their children use them working and educating themselves as a tool to rage against them. We're just Mm -hmm. fortunate that we don't have kids that, you know, are holding it against us for trying to provide a better way for them. Oh, no, he raged against me. He did.
2: He He, did? -hmm. Yeah, he did. You know, and I let him do it you know i i wanted to know that you have to you, you need to tell me you got to get it out you know and i explained the situation to him and you know we're we're really close now because of it you know because mm-hmm. now i got to understand you know exactly how he felt and i appreciate that mhm you know so and i mean it is true you know, mhm He's a great kid. He goes to school. He goes, you know, he goes to work. And on top of that, he's autistic. So obviously oh, I did something out. right.
1: Yeah. That, that is amazing. You was a great mother then, please. That's so beautiful. You know, everything I did was for tutors
2: because I never, ever wanted him to feel like he was less than other kids. And, right. you know, what he, he gets it now. You know, now he's about to graduate college, and he's just oh, like, wow. you know, thank you. He's like, thank you, Mom. You know, I, I didn't understand it, but now I understand.
1: Wow, that's so. beautiful. I love it. That makes me even love you even more because I'm just like, you, you so know, much. no, I'm serious because, you know, when I, I – You think about certain people And you know Certain situations And not to say that There's anything wrong With your son Nothing is wrong with him He's perfect But what I'm saying Is that so many women They give up on their children Or they feel like It's too much for them to do When certain things arise With their children You know They give them up for adoption They give them to family To take care of They walk away And just don't ever look back And, And I see women like you Who are like You know No matter what is going on. I'm gonna take care of my child. That gives me nothing. Fills me with nothing but love and admiration for for women like yourself. You know, people try to and, you know tell me, oh, you're so awesome. I can't believe you got married so early, and then you had your child and and you raised him, and he's you know. And I and I say to myself, like, you know, how many women before me had children way before I had him. And was able to run a household and take care of their children. So I'm nothing special, yeah. you know. But
2: well, you know what? Kind of, in this mm-hmm.
1: day and age,
2: in this day and age, it is very special, and I never realized it until mm-hmm. you know you you skimming through the news and you're looking through the worldwide news and you're seeing all these stories about these parents doing these horrific things to their kids. Mhm, so you know i I just tell people, you know what? thank you, thank you so much <laughs> right and i don't I don't find it strange anymore,
1: so yeah, yeah, it could go a lot of different ways. All the females that I grew up with, and some of them I'm connected to on Facebook, a lot of them have multiple kids, and they don't even have access to these children, so when I come across women who are like down for whatever it is that comes with their children then I'm so into that because that's just how I felt. I felt like I laid down and I got pregnant. This child did not ask to be here. No matter what it took to take care of him, I did it. So when I meet mm-hmm. women like you and other women out there, that's like sacrifice at all, not with just one child with multiple children, yeah, I take my hats off the hat. You know, I mm-hmm. bow down to women like that because I just think it's so incredibly empowering to be around women like that. So I'm blessed, once again, as I've said before, to be connected to you. And everything happens for a reason because that just made me want to hug you even. Like, oh, let me just pinch <laughs> you. you so much. you so much. I'm <made>, I know, <laughs> right? Don't you put your hands on my face, damn it, unless you're giving me a facial, right? For real. Absolutely So guys, listen up Since no one is, Everyone is just listening And no one wants to talk tonight We have to get you guys Where you guys are feeling more comfortable With speaking to us When we're live on Wednesday nights But until you are It's okay I'm just glad everyone tuned in I do have a ton of homework to do So I'm going to end the show It's 15 minutes early So um, next week we'll be back on hopefully with an interview, but if not, we'll have some topics for anyone who's listening, who's interested in being interviewed by Sharice or myself. You can definitely hit up Sharice or me um, via uh, Facebook or other, and we'll get back in touch with you and see what you're working with and see if we can, you know, lock you into the show. So, Sharice, tell everyone where they can Mm -hmm. find you to stay in tuned.
2: Okay. You can find me on Facebook at Sharice. Chef Kateri Cox. That's C-O-X. Or you can reach me on Twitter at @I'm sorry, wifey Kateri. Or you can reach me. Um, you could just email me. Like you know, let me know that you want to be a part of the show, and um, or just you know talk and and or ask me questions. And my email address is Kateri. That's K-A-T-E-R-I one one five seven five at
1: gmail com. Awesome. And you can just drop the Intune show in the Google and we'll pop right up. Okay, keep in mind, guys, that the corner without the dude and the crew is back on the InTune show every other Tuesday at 9 p.m. And Wine and Hot Topics with Sharice and Miss P is on every Wednesday at 9 p.m. So make sure you guys connect with Sharice, follow her, check out her books, make sure you guys show some love, damn it. And definitely hit her up to see (laughs) about being interviewed by us on her segment. Until next time, guys, stay in tune. And to you, Miss Cherise, have a wonderful evening. And I can't too. wait to see you. Go finish the homework. I'm going <laughs> now. I'm going now. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, Cherise.
2: Bye, Miss P. Bye, everyone.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm, t- I'm to take it to the moon. Let's go. I wanted this over again.